Promise No Promises Songs to Sound Worlds The podcast Promise No Promises unfolds a further series of episodes devoted to songs to sound worlds, stories to rewrite them, on gender, storytelling and myth. This series emerges from the Autumn 2022 Master Symposium at the Institute Art, Gender, Nature, HGK, FHNW, moderated by Chus Martinez and Quinn Latimer, supported by Südkulturfonds. Etel Adnan once wrote, spectrally and spectacularly, mountains are spaceships and mountains are women. What else are mountains? What else women? Whose spaceship? And why collapse them into one story? To critically and virtuosically address the world from such mythic and counter-hegemonic positions means to face colonial histories and neocolonial realities, as well as their denial of ancestral and speculative ways of perceiving and shaping that very world. Our Autumn Master Symposium was devoted to artists and thinkers whose work addresses the importance of retelling and reinterpreting stories and myths that regard identity and gender with all their ecological and spectral entanglements intact. Such myths often transcend colonial binaries, offering life-generating languages that employ fiction and fantasy, poetry and song, which predate the systems imposed by heteromodernity and its patriarchization of our most foundational stories. This podcast series features talks and performances by Jumana Emila Bud, Bania Bedi, Christian Campbell, Achaye Kerunen, Astrid Ismaili, Tessa Mars, and Kara Springer. Episode 1 I Eat Here. Tessa Mars was born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. In her painting and performance practice, she proposes storytelling and image making as transformative strategies for survival, resistance, and healing. Her work is centered around Tessa Lean, her hybrid alter ego, based on the leader of the Haitian Revolution, Jean Jacques Dessalines. Through her, Mars investigates gender, history, tradition, and narrative. My position of strength comes from observing the outside world through Haitian eyes. When I do the opposite, I place myself in a position of inferiority by accepting the definition put in place by the gaze of another, one who is my master. My task is to find how Haitians created themselves. In doing so, I enrich my life as a Haitian, and as a result, I can share that richness with all of humanity. It is a quote from Jean Casimir, The Haitians, A Decolonial History, from 2020. I share this quote with you from a Haitian scholar, because I identify very much with the sentiment expressed here. 
I too feel the need to interrogate and challenge history, the transmission of knowledge, my understanding of Haitianité, of myself. In my practice, I hunt for silences, absences, and seek to create, recreate stories to address them, because these silences are wounds, and even when you can see the wound, it still hurts, because we need healing. The first step of building my stories is usually to reconnect with pieces of lore, with mythical historical figures, to renew my understanding of them and determine how I relate and position myself in relation to them. Always a challenging task when you cannot escape a certain degree of influence and assimilation into systems of oppression. In Haiti also, there exist institutions that work to subvert and twist the various legacies of the Haitian Revolution, although we don't like to talk about it. In January 2020, I moved to the Netherlands to attend the Rijks Academy. And this move, although not intended as a permanent one, mirrored the movement of thousands of Haitians leaving the island once more due to the violent chaos that has slowly taken over every aspect of life. 2020 thus is the beginning of a period of transition for me in my personal life, COVID being just a small part of that, but also a transition in my work, in how I frame it, and how I understand what I'm doing and what I want to do. 2020 was also the year I met with the writings of this author, it's funny how sometimes you really have to travel very far to, <laughs> to find people that in reality probably live right next door to you. And this encounter would help me put words onto ideas that were only vaguely formed for me before. My first step once in the Netherlands was to start looking for any connection, any trace of wisdom that could link Haiti and the Netherlands and could make me feel justified in my presence there. Not that I felt that I shouldn't be there, but there was still this kind of malaise. And I found this lullaby called Dodo Titit, which means sleep child. And uh, a version of this lullaby that was recorded in 1954 was available on YouTube. And it felt really just what I needed at the moment, and I will let you judge for yourself. Do, do, tipitit mama. Do, do, tipitit mama. Si ou pa dodo, kabla va manger. Si ou pa dodo, kabla va manger. Malé la rivière, la rivière salée. Malé dans la mer, dans la mer salée. Moins contre un blanc, au long des capes coupé bois. Blanc coupé bois, bois coupé blanc. Blanc coupé bois, bois coupé blanc. Dodo titi, rab.
Nankalalou, dodo titit, kab nankalalou. So this is a very well-known lullaby back home, but this is not the version that was sung to me as a child. And the one I knew before didn't mention other people. It was just a child, a mother, and the crab. But this was exactly what I needed then, and probably what I still need now. Because from this tale, I know that my people know that my people have seen, they understand. From this tale of extraction from nature and separation and domination, we learn that there is the sea, the river, and justice beyond time. The tree will not only cut back, but the crab will feed you, will be eaten in the form of a delicious stew. The stone stays for me, a metaphorical beginning. But before that, I had been collecting stories, snippets of audio and video messages Haitian people share with each other via WhatsApp, telling each other about the ways of this or that place, of this or that people, the struggles, the successes, about their various experiences abroad in the Dominican Republic, in Chile, in Brazil in Mexico, across the South American continent, and across the jungles into the US and Canada, if they could make it that far. And these stories starting building a kind of map of the experience of Asian people in the world. This is how we move. This is how we transmit information. This is how we transform. And this is how we turn our experiences into wisdom for our children. One particular story that stays with me is that of a woman that encountered a demon in the jungle, and that demon tried to swallow her in a child wolf into the water. I'm quite sure it was quicksand, but was it, and does it even matter? There are demons in the jungle, beware. When I think about the following questions, what do you take with you? What do you leave behind? What do you find on your way? The answer is always immaterial. You take your knowledge with you, those things you learned that were passed on to you, that help you build your intuitions and read the signs. When I observe the outside world through Haitian eyes, it becomes obvious to me that my compatriot and I are doing what so many other Caribbean people are doing is retracing the steps of thousands of people before us. We move from island to island, from island to continent, like the people who first lived in these territories, with the Caribbean Sea as the matter that links us all. Our movement is natural. Our movement belongs to the land, responds to it, is in permanent conversation with it. I think about the projects I've been working on recently the stories I'm telling as envisioning and reconnecting with ancestral knowledge, remembering a spiritual space that connects people and land through time, from the first inhabitants who freely traveled the land to those looking for safe passage across borders now, 
This spiritual place is beyond the reach of the nation state and is the core, the interiority where our collective consciousness, experience and wisdom reside, protected, where we can escape to, where the fight comes from, where it takes shape, where the dangers are known and are being dealt with simultaneously in the past, present, and future, where we are never alone, where we are everything. I do the telling of my stories through painting. Painting and drawing have always been my first go-to creatively, but I've also been making papier-mâché work and sound pieces. And although I don't mention it a lot in this little presentation, I still have my alter ego present in some of the work I do, which is this big blue horned character. But she is not at the center of my focus anymore because I felt the need to have a different kind of embodied experience and to actually go towards more communal stories. And how does this alter ego fit with the story of us is something I'm still trying to articulate. I think the web we weave together communally is actually how we survive and how we overcome. And so now I will share with you the text, Eat the Land, Pleasure, Survival, Belonging. You are new here. Have you eaten yet? Have you fed your flesh and abated your hunger? Do you feel full? Is your stomach distended? Do you want more? Does it taste good? Do you eat alone? Do you understand? You have to eat the land. Clay and water, the most important ingredients for our spell. To this short list, we'll add salt and fat, and here is our man, here is our meal. A good clay cookie is a shape, a texture, a sound. But before the pleasure, there is the impulse, a craving of your body, a need to be grounded, to commune, to relate, and to belong. With your fingers, mix together clay, water, and skin. With your fingers, push the mixture through a fine piece of fabric until you obtain a smooth mass. Add salt and fat generously. Shave into a flat disc and leave it for the sun to dry. Alternately, with your fingers, just dig the soil beneath you and bring it to your mouth. It is the clay, it is the water, it is the salt, it is the fat. When you can't find your way, you eat the land. A thousand memories come to me of cooking in the garden with my friends as a child. We had plastic pots and pans, a plastic stove, and all the food in the world at our feet for the taking. From sunup to sundown, we would dig and sift, mix and mold, and shape and cook. We were mothers and grandmothers, providers of care, avid explorers of the grounds 
and soil connoisseurs. We start early to eat the land because we know that the soil is fat and salt. The soil is meat, leaf, and grain, and then we forget. A good clay cookie is a negotiation between your teeth, your tongue, and your palate. A solid snap, a taste of cement after the rain, all the water in your body migrating to your mouth, grit, grit, grit onto your teeth, a multi-layered swallow, a plaisir mineral, thousands of years of weathering down your throat, you transform as you eat, you become soil to flesh to soil again. My Dutch cookie will be nipple shaped, a fat and juicy nipple made with the soil from the bottom of the canal. You eat the land to become the land, and as you make your way, you are always from where you stand, from where you've eaten. Where am I from? I eat here. Promise No Promises is a podcast series produced by the Gender Center for Excellence, a research project of the Institute Art, Gender, Nature, HGK, FHNW, Academy of Art and Design in Basel, conceived as a think tank tasked to assess, develop and propose new social languages and methods to understand the role of gender in the arts, culture, science and technology, as well as in all knowledge areas that are interconnected with the field of culture today. If you're interested to get more information about further podcasts and events related to this project, please visit detank.ch or subscribe to our newsletter at info.kunst.hgk at fhnw.ch. Editing and voiceover, Elena Cesar. Music, Niklas Kammermeier. Research Team, Tabea Rotfuchs and Marion Ritzmann. Press and Communication, Anna Franke. Technical Support by Esther Hunziger, Karin Bohrer, Konrad Siegel and Chris Handberg. Copyright Institute Art, Gender, Nature, HGK, FHNW, 2023.